0: Shooby dooby dooby
1: This again shabab
0: dab scap a little scat singing jazz hands.
1: Oh. I'm Adam Mattis.
0: And I'm Peter Hart. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily Jazz Advice. That was horrible. I apologize. And we can't even bad. redo it. We can't even redo it because we don't have time on our memory cards, apparently. No, we
1: got to go. Let's go. We got to yeah, go. Yeah. We got to go. But uh, that just, you know, look,
0: this is in the moment. We don't edit. Everybody thinks that, like, we script and edit this. Oh, man.
1: They think Who are we, professional <laughs> YouTubers over <laughs> here? This overhead?
0: is spontaneous. Every day coming at you. So uh,
1: well, today's episode of the You'll Hear It podcast is sponsored by the Oxford American. For a limited time, you'll hear it. Listeners can subscribe to the Oxford, Oxford American for only 25 bucks. visit. Visit oxfordamerican.org slash Y H I to subscribe today. And uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reiterate my personal guarantee from yesterday, but I would just point
0: because it makes chill, you so nervous. I'll just, just point you to yesterday's episode if you'd like to hear that at the That's end. It. So anyway.
1: Uh, so you scatted. Um, I know it doesn't seem like there's any reason for anything we do here, but Peter was <laughs> scatting at the beginning because we have a voice message about scatting. Well, dude, it's the, the title of this is I know you have trouble going into the future because you're like all about the
0: moment. Mm. Everybody knows what this has to do because it's, it's our four favorite scat singers.
1: Oh right, okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, this comes from a speak pipe. You know, you can go to you'llhearit.com dot com and leave us a speak pipe. That's a voice message on a tape.
0: <laughs> could you could you yeah. make that sound any fussier and, I know, I know. and, and ridiculous? Uh,
1: but you know, what, this is I'm going to shout out. This is from uh, Charles. Charles is an extremely gifted uh, drum transcriber. Oh, really? He just completed uh, the last transcriptions on Greg Hutchinson's fundamentals oh. of jazz drumming course and i mean he crushed it
0: oh no respect i mean what he did on that i didn't know that could be done i i've never seen drum transcriptions Dude. like that i mean i'm talking about the different crash symbols are on different lines the the precision that he did it was so, some of it was That's like
1: solo out of time soloing oh, and man. he like nailed the tra- and Charles, it's so good respect, even man. if you're not a drummer just watch it's
0: it's like an artistic th- thing happening in the notation there anyway uh,
1: here's charles's question okay skabadu bitweeda What's up, Peter? Adam, this is Charles in Atlanta. I'm curious to know who you guys' uh, favorite seven and a bonus scatters are. As always, the podcast is great. Keep up the fantastic work. Thanks. Well, Charles, that's a great question, but as we said, we don't have time <laughs> for seven and a bonus. We're doing four So today. we're doing four today. Get what you pay for. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, number one. Can I go with number one? Please do. Okay, Sarah Vaughn. Obviously. I mean, obviously, well, yeah. I love Sarah Vaughn. I love her improvisation, her scat singing. It's it's almost like pulling it down to call it scat singing in a way. But, I mean, such a complete musician from her. It's just seamless. Like her improvising, her piano playing originally, uh, the way that she fashioned and stylized melodies. I mean, and then the way she would. And I always think back to the great Clifford Brown, Sarah Vaughn recordings, you know lullaby of birdland like her soloing is like spontaneous composition her scat singing it's so uh interesting and lyrical and harmonically and melodically her sense of swing i mean just the complete package and then obviously her voice is amazing
1: number one for a reason number one in your heart i mean it's just like incredible incredible soloist uh, number two. Oh, and let me just say Real quick uh, yeah. Since we
0: reduced Down to number four I mean four
1: I mean we got through Number one We might we might as well Go for seven I have, <laughs> Okay maybe yeah, we can yeah.
0: Okay So uh, there's a record That I always thought Was kind of famous But I'm, I, whenever I mention Not whenever But a lot of folks Don't know about it Especially young folks Live at Mr. Kelly's mm-hmm. I don't know if you know That record But that Check that out For Sarah Vaughan fans I mean I love live Recordings anyway We You know Ella Fitzgerald It's a great live recording So many But that's one of my Favorite ones for Sarah Vaughan Nice
1: uh, number two is Diane Reeves. Ever heard of her? Uh, yes, I
0: have. And that's very bold of us to put her right by Sarah Vaughn, but but what a direct lineage there. Dude, in terms she's of,
1: incredible at it, though. Yeah, What's yeah. the Pat Metheny tune you guys play? Minwanu. Minwanu. Man, yeah. she kills it on that. Yeah, she does. And I think that's so... Diane has the
0: ability to do... I mean, she's so influenced by Sarah Vaughn, so a lot of people think, okay, her scat comes from there and certainly is influenced by there, but a tune like that... Um, with a little bit more uh, modern in three with kind of a groove. She has this ability to scat, but to not have it corny when it's layered over these different grooves. I mean, I think she's truly the bridge into different kinds of singing, but improvising in a totally organic and natural way. It's really
1: incredible. If you haven't checked out Diane Reeves' uh, scat singing, give it a go.
0: And, you know, a way you can kind of hear her influences is on... Um, uh, the Calling, which was a record she did quite a few, well, yeah, quite a few years ago, 15 years or more, uh, that's sort of an homage to Sarah Vaughan, and, but but they really extend the arrangements and the stylistic things on there, mm. getting some of the kind of Brazilian Sarah Vaughan stuff, and she's always like improvising in a super interesting way, and then, you know, I've played with her a bunch of times, and people think like, well, there's certain tunes she likes to scat in a more traditional way, but even though she'll change up, like, like that's all, I've done it probably 500 times with her, but she'll do it, like, occasionally she'll turn to me and be like, let's do it as a ballad. And she'll, awesome. she'll just start singing it like that. And she still improvises and scats, you know.
1: Keeping you on your toes, man. That, yep. That's that's what it's all about. Yep. Uh, number three, I have Chet Baker. You know, not known really for even a, a singer, but, man, he's scatting. It, what's a remark about it is it sounds just like his trumpet playing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very... Warm and earnest, yeah. and just the sweetest language. Very man. personalized. Uh, check out Chet Baker sings. Um, I think there will never be another you. Oh, the, I think yeah. that's the the, ch- yeah. the scat solo that just kills me every single time.
0: Yep. And it's just so like the way he sings melodies, it, I mean, like all these uh, great singers, but they're so seamless going into the improvisation. There's such a confidence um, and, and an understanding of the musicality, the lyricism that they, you know, have such an advantage of, let's be honest, as yeah. singers yeah, yeah. Um, over improvisers. But then we get into an area of scats singing where we think, ah, the horn players have an advantage. But when you get to this, this top level, not at all, man. Um, okay. So number four, I'm going to go with, uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Who? Ella Fitzgerald. So reference her earlier, you know, probably one of the most powerful improvisers as a singer, male or female ever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all these are powerful, but, but her authority and conviction and ability. And you think about all the great recordings. Um, one in particular comes to mind, uh, live in Rome with the Oscar Peterson trio yeah, yeah. where, you know, she really goes into some like scat that, that kind that, that, that. She forgets the lyrics and just goes into some incredible improvising and uses it kind of to her advantage. She was, of course, great at that, but just hard, hard, swing, melodic, understanding, harmonic intricacies and just like right down the middle in the in the groove and then incredible voice on top of that
1: of well course. i mean that's that's the thing too is everybody else is playing a Baldwin and she's got a fazioli exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah. it's not like you know
0: some people sit down at the fazioli and the swing isn't uh, there, you can't know? Do it yeah, no, she had it all she <laughs> yeah, had it all complete uh
1: number five yep uh st louis's own clark terry yeah dude underrated scat singer this guy i'm uh, not um, even a real singer but like um, if you heard the Mumbles blues? Of course, oh, of course, God. yeah. So swinging, just like it's playing, again, like groovy, bluesy. I'm seeing swingin'. a pattern here. Yeah, just like they sing the melody or play the horn.
0: It's like, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I saw Clark Terry when I was, I remember when I was in high school and got to meet him when I was about 15, 14 years old. My dad took me down to the Majestic Hotel Uh downtown St. Louis and he was such a warm like I went up and met him and he was so kind to me and like encouraging and he sang a lot that night I remember. It was kind of my first time seeing live scat singing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow. All right. Number one, two, three, four, five, six. Well hold on before we go on. Oh,
1: if you haven't seen that movie on Netflix with oh, Clark yeah. Terry, have you seen that? I haven't. What's great about that seen. is there's is the, the pianist, I forget the pianist's name. He's a really good young pianist. Uh but Clark Terry's basically just singing at him the whole time from his mm. like hospital bed, like, you know, like, great jazz language. Yeah. Singing, and the kid would repeat it oh, effortlessly. Right. It was, it's really cool. Anyway, right. sorry.
0: Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. We're number six. We're exceeding our uh, our allotment here. Gotcha, um, Charles. Gotcha, Charles. <laughs> Betty Carter. You ever heard of her? Betty Carter. So, you know, she's somebody that, I mean, look, a, a list of giants here. She really is a giant, may not be quite as well-known or heard, I've been noticing, especially with the younger generation. That's crazy, right? So we need to lift up her name because, you know, Betty is right in there in the pantheon of incredible improvisers, I got a little chance to play with her in 1991 for about nine months. Uh, Such an education for me. But hearing her improv, like she was a true improviser because she always, she she hated doing stuff the same way, but she liked doing the same repertoire. She had a big repertoire. (laughs) So it was so exciting because she had these very specific arrangements, but then she wanted it to just be, I remember she would tell us before she came out, like for the first tune, she's like, just play noise. And I was so terrified because I was like, what do you mean? She's like, just play something. And then she wanted it to be dramatic and like, you know, we try to do a groove, she's like, no, no, no just play everybody on the, the whole tree, and then she'd come out and it forced us to kind of build up yeah. something that we thought was sort of random, but we had to make some music, and then she would like lift up her arm and it would come down and then we are right into the groove, like swinging like, Woo. bam, bang and, but she understood like the drama of the music and it was the same way she would improvise, and the same way she would scat, it wasn't just I mean, yeah, she knew the changes and all that, but it was like, how do you create
1: something? She was always about creating something. Oh, that's awesome, man Yeah all right, so number seven, yeah, our final, and this is the uh, the father of all of it. And that's Louis Armstrong. That's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, uh, can can you separate? I mean, can you separate any of these great horn players from their scat singing? No, and especially not Louis Armstrong. And I mean, I was just thinking, I'm like, I have to remember what was a singing solo and what was a trumpet solo. Like, they're they, all. Like,
1: I literally can't remember which is which. It's the know? same it's, language, almost the same. Well, not the same tone, because his voice was so gravelly. But yeah. you'd you, you loo- you lose track. It's so true. Yeah. And then he was
0: great at like singing melodies and scatting at the same time. <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of these people did that sometimes. But I mean, him, it was totally seamless. It was never like, sing the melody and then go to the solo. Oh, man. It was all part of the same thing.
1: Some of my favorite moments are... Are on that uh, Lewis and Ella record with Oscar Peterson Trio, yeah, and just like Ella's singing the melody, and he's coming in on oh. these counter melodies underneath like a sax it. players. Oh, yeah. It's just perfect, yeah. yeah. And Charles, we have a bonus. Oh, we're going bonus. We have a bonus for you. Who's the bonus? George Benson. Oh, come on now. Now we covered him like in, in players that sing because his most of his scatting is done with the guitar, but yep. he also just is a straight up great singer who great can singer. scat. Yeah, great improviser, great
0: singer. Uh, great guy,
1: super funny, super kind, and uh, did we just uh, under promise over deliver on this? I think we, we did. did.
0: We did. Well, it's Friday. It's Hump Day, so you know we got to do it like this. It's not like us,
1: is it? Hump Day, <laughs> dude. Hump Day is Wednesday. Oh, I
0: thought it was like the bridge between the week and the weekend. Oh, hump God. Day. <laughs> this guy. This guy's never had a real job in his life. That's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Well, next week we might talk about my days as a busboy. It's at the uh, it's at the pasta house company. Come on. What was it called? Pasta Pasta House. Yeah, Pasta yeah, House. Yeah. yeah. yeah ah uh, so anyway we are very proud this is at the end of our first week of sponsorship from the Oxford American amazing and um it's been so great for us um uh, and uh, we're excited to have them on board it's our charter sponsor we've had a number of people we don't like to brag about this we had a number of people that wanted to sponsor the show and we weren't going to do it and the reason when we were approached from Oxford American is because we love them so much yeah. it was so easy Free T-shirt helped as well. <laughs> uh, but I've been a reader. My family's been for years. And so I kind of grew up around it and uh, even been to their venue. I was telling you about it, uh, South on Maine, in, in Little Rock. Next time you're yeah, there or yeah, anybody's yeah. there, stop in there. Amazing restaurant, great venue, incredible programming in a very historic um, downtown right by the river in Little Rock there. So, I mean, Oxford American is like they're into a lot of different things. The, the centerpiece of it is the magazine. And we'd encourage folks to go to uh, OxfordAmerican.org. Uh, slash Y-H-I for a very special offer for your first year of membership. You will not be disappointed. Uh, reference back to Wednesdays. I'm not allowed to say it, but we have a personal guarantee that you will enjoy it. So check out Wednesday. Um, but uh, the Southern music issue with, uh, of North Carolina is just, I mean, I, I, little tears came up in my reading some of this because there's so much just just deep-spirited stuff. Uh, that is is right down our alley, and I think will be for a lot of us. I mean, listeners. this
1: music doesn't exist in a vacuum, and to like get all all the perspectives of the culture where this music comes from is, I think, invaluable. Yeah. it's a great resource. Absolutely, so, Thank you, so, Oxford American. We uh, look
0: forward to a long fruitful relationship with the Oxford American, and we hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And until
1: next week, let's get some lunch. Oh, <laughs> you'll hear it.